Day five, the third story of the Decameron. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Decameron by Giovanni Boccaccio, translated by J. M. Rigg. Day five, the third story. Pietro Boccamazza runs away with Agnolella and encounters a gang of robbers. The girl takes refuge in a wood and is guided to a castle. Pietro is taken but escapes out of the hands of the robbers and, after some adventures, arrives at the castle where Agnolella is, marries her, and returns with her to Rome. Ended Emilia's story, which none of the company spared to commend. The queen turning to elisa bade her follow suit and she with glad obedience thus began tis a story sweet ladies of a woeful night passed by two indiscreet young lovers that i have in mind but as thereon ensued not a few days of joy tis not in apposite to our argument and shall be narrated Tis no long time since at Rome, which I'll bite now the tale, was of yore the head of the world. There dwelt a young man, Pietro Boccamazza by name, a scion of one of the most illustrious of the Roman houses, who became enamoured of a damsel exceeding fair, and amorous withal. Her name Agnolella, the daughter of one Giliuzzo Saulo, a plebeian, but in high repute among the Romans nor loving thus did pietro lack the address to inspire in agnolella a love as ardent as his own wherefore overmastered by his passion and minded no longer to endure the sore suffering that it caused him he asked her in marriage whereof his king's folk were no sooner apprised than with one accord they came to him and strongly urged him to desist from his purpose they also gave Giliuzzo Saulo to understand that he were best to pay no sort of heed to Pietro's words, for that, if he so did, they would never acknowledge him as friend or relative. Thus to see himself debarred of the one way by which he deemed he might attain to his desire, Pietro was ready to die for grief, and all his kinsfolk notwithstanding he would have married giliuzzo's daughter had but the father consented wherefore at length he made up his mind that if the girl were willing naught should stand in the way and having through a common friend sounded the damsel and found her apt he brought her to consent to elope with him from rome the affair being arranged pietro and she took horse betimes one morning and sallied forth for anagni where pietro had certain friends in whom he placed much trust and as they rode time not serving for full joyance of their love for they feared pursuit they held converse thereof and from time to time exchanged a kiss now it so befell that the way being none too well known to pietro when perhaps eight miles from rome they should have turned to the right they took instead a leftward road whereon when they had ridden but little more than two miles they found themselves close to a petty castle whence so soon as they were observed there issued some dozen men at arms 
and as they drew near the damsel espying them gave a cry and said we are attacked pietro let us flee and guiding her nag as best she knew towards a great forest she planted the spurs in his sides and so holding on by the saddle-bow was borne by the goaded creature into the forest at a gallop pietro who had been too engrossed with her face to give due heed to the way and thus had not been aware as soon as she of the approach of the man-at-arms was still looking about to see whence they were coming when they came upon him and took him prisoner and forced him to dismount then they asked who he was and when he told them they conferred among themselves saying this is one of the friends of our enemies what else can we do but relieve him of his nag and of his clothes and hanging on one of these oaks in scorn of the orsini to which proposal all agreeing they bade pietro strip himself but while already divining his fate he was so doing an ambuscade of full five-and-twenty men-at-arms fell suddenly upon them crying death death thus surprised they let pietro go and stood on the defensive but seeing that the enemy greatly outnumbered them they took to their heels the others giving chase whereupon pietro hastily resumed his clothes mounted his nag and fled with all speed in the direction which he had seen the damsel take but finding no road or path through the forest nor discerning any trace of a horse's hoofs he was for that he found not the damsel albeit he deemed himself safe out of the clutches of his captors and their assailants the most wretched man alive and fell a-weeping and wandering hither and thither about the forest uttering agnolella's name none answered but turned back he dared not so on he went not knowing whither he went besides which he was in mortal dread of the wild beasts that infest the forest as well on account of himself as of the damsel whom momently he seemed to see throttled by some bear or wolf thus did our unfortunate pietro spend the whole day wandering about the forest making it to resound with his cries of agnolella's name and harking at times back when he thought to go forward until at last what with his cries and his tears and his fears and his long fasting he was so spent that he could go no further twas then nightfall and as he knew not what else to do he dismounted at the foot of an immense oak and having tethered his nag to the trunk climbed up into the branches lest he should be devoured by the wild beasts during the night shortly afterwards the moon rose with a very clear sky and pietro who dared not sleep lest he should fall and indeed had he been secure from that risk his misery and his anxiety on account of the damsel would not have suffered him to sleep kept watch sighing and weeping and cursing his evil luck now the damsel who as we said before had fled she knew not whither allowing her nag to carry her whithersoever he would strayed so far into the forest that she lost sight of the place where she had entered it and spent the whole day just as pietro had done wandering about the wilderness pausing from time to time and weeping and uttering his name and bewailing her evil fortune 
at last seeing that twas now the vesper hour and pietro came not she struck into a path which the nag followed until after riding some two miles she espied at some distance a cottage for which she made with all speed and found there a good man well stricken in years with his wife who was likewise aged seeing her ride up alone they said daughter wherefore ridest thou thus alone at this hour in these parts weeping the damsel made answer that she had lost her companion in the forest and asked how far might anani be from there my daughter returned the good man this is not the road to anani tis more than twelve miles away and how far off inquired the damsel are the nearest houses in which one might find lodging for the night there are none so near replied the good man that thou canst reach them to-day then so please you said the damsel since go elsewhither i cannot for god's sake let me pass the night here with you whereto the good man made answer damsel welcome art thou to tarry the night with us but still thou art to know that these parts are infested both by day and by night by bands which be they friends or be they foes are alike ill to meet with and not seldom do much despite and mischief and if by misadventure one of these bands should visit us while thou wert here and marking thy youth and beauty should do thee despite and dishonour we should be unable to afford thee any succour this we would have thee know that if it should so come to pass thou mayst not have cause to reproach us the damsel heard not the old man's word without dismay but seeing that the hour was now late she answered god if he be so pleased will save both you and me from such molestation and if not tis a much lesser evil to be maltreated by men than to be torn in pieces by the wild beasts in the forest so saying she dismounted and entered the cottage where having supped with the poor man and his wife on such humble fare as they had she laid herself in her clothes beside them in their bed she slept not however for her own evil plight and that of pietro for whom she knew not how to augur aught but evil kept her sighing and weeping all night long and towards matins she heard a great noise as of men that marched so up she got and hid her into a large courtyard that was in the rear of the cottage and part of which was covered with a great heap of hay which she espying hid herself therein that if the man came there they might not so readily find her scarce had she done so than the man who proved to be a strong company of marauders were at the door of the cottage which they forced open and having entered and found the damsel's nag still saddled they asked who was there the damsel being out of sight the good man answered there is none here but my wife and i but this snag which has given some one the slip found his way hither last night and we housed him lest he should be devoured by the wolves so said the chief of the band as he has no owner he will come in very handy for us 
whereupon in several parties they ransacked the cottage from top to bottom and one party went out into the courtyard where as they threw aside their lances and targets it so befell that one of them not knowing where else to bestow his lance tossed it into the hay and was within an ace of killing the damsel that lay hid there as likewise she of betraying her whereabouts for the lance all but grazing her left breast insomuch that the head tore her apparel she doubted she was wounded and had given a great shriek but that remembering where she was she refrained for fear by and by the company cooked them a breakfast of kids and other meat and having eaten and drunken dispersed in diverse directions as their affairs required taking the girl's nag with them and when they were gotten some little way off the good man asked his wife what became of the damsel our guest of last night that i have not seen her since we rose the good woman answered that she knew not where the damsel was and went to look for her the damsel discovering that the men were gone came forth of the hay and the good man seeing her was overjoyed that she had not fallen into the hands of the ruffians and as the day was breaking said to her now that the day is at hand we will so it like thee escort thee to a castle some five miles hence where thou wilt be in safety but thou must needs go afoot because these villains that are but just gone have taken thy nag with them the damsel resigning herself to her laws besought them for god's sake to take her to the castle whereupon they set forth and arrived there about half tears now the castle belonged to one of the orsini liello di campo di fiori by name whose wife as it chanced was there a most kindly and good woman she was and recognizing the damsel as soon as she saw her gave her a hearty welcome and would fain have from her a particular account of how she came there so the damsel told her the whole story the lady to whom pietro was also known as being a friend of her husband was distressed to hear of his misadventure and being told where he was taken gave him up for dead so she said to the damsel since so it is that thou knowest not how pietro has fared thou shalt stay here with me until such time as i may have opportunity to send thee safely back to rome meanwhile pietro perched on his oak in as woeful a plight as might be had espied when he should have been in his first sleep a full score of wolves that as they prowled caught sight of the nag and straightway were upon him on all sides the horse as soon as he was aware of their approach strained on their reins till they snapped and tried to make good his escape but being hemmed in was brought to bay and made a long fight of it with his teeth and hoofs but in the end they bore him down and throttled him and forthwith eviscerated him and the whole pack falling upon him devoured him to the bone before they had done with him where had pietro who felt that in the nag he had lost a companion and a comfort in his travail was sorely dismayed and began to think that he should never get out of the forest 
but towards dawn he perched there in the oak almost dead with cold looking around him as he frequently did espied about a mile off a huge fire wherefore as soon as twas broad day he got down not without trepidation from the oak and bent his steps towards the fire and being come to it he found gathered about it a company of shepherds eating and making merry who took pity on him and made him welcome and when he had broken his fast and warmed himself he told them the mishap that had befallen him and how it was that he was come there alone and asked them if there was a farm or castle in those parts whither he might betake him the shepherds said that about three miles away there was a castle belonging to liello di campo di fiore where his lady was then tarrying pietro much comforted requested to be guided thither by some of their company whereupon two of them right gladly escorted him so pietro arrived at the castle where he found some that knew him and while he was endeavouring to set on foot a search for the damsel in the forest the lady summoned him to her presence and he forthwith obeying and seeing agnolella with her was the happiest man that ever was he yearned till he all but swooned to go and embrace her but refrained for bashfulness in the lady's presence and overjoyed as he was the joy of the damsel was no less the lady received him with great cheer and though when she had heard the story of his adventures from his own lips she chid him not a little for having set at naught the wishes of his kinsfolk yet seeing that he was still of the same mind and that the damsel was also constant she said to herself to what purpose give i myself all this trouble they love one another they know one another they love with equal ardour their love is honourable and i doubt not is well pleasing to god seeing that the one has escaped the gallows and the other the lance and both the wild beasts wherefore be it as they would have it then turning to them she said if tis your will to be joined in wedlock as man and wife mine jumps with it here shall your nuptials be solemnized and at liello's charges and for the rest i will see that your peace is made with your king's folk so in the castle the pair were wedded pietro only less blithe than agnolella the lady ordering the nuptials as honourably as might be in her mountain home and there they had most sweet joyance of the first fruits of their love so some days they tarried there and then accompanied by the lady with a strong escort they took horse and returned to rome where very froth though she found pietro's king's folk for what he had done the lady re-established solid peace between him and them and so at rome pietro and agnolella lived together to a good old age in great tranquillity and happiness end of day five the third story